You're going to want to see it for yourself. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, beginning with verse 20. The translator heading reads, A mother's request. A mother's request. Oh, this is a special morning, and uh, I have to be especially brief. And we are, well, my goal here is to prepare ourselves this morning to commission two more brothers from within our ranks to lead us and serve us in the office of deacon. We've only done it once before, and this would be appropriate to prepare ourselves even right, certainly helpful to remind ourselves again of how very, 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 very different leadership is among us in the church. How we think about leadership, Christian leadership, and how we think about our leaders is in many ways counterintuitive, contrary to our intuitions and expectations, and even if we're honest, our desires, in many ways the opposite of what we have been taught and what we have caught. What does leadership look like? What does it mean to be a leader, to fulfill the need for leadership, true, life-giving life-changing, gospel-centered, life-blessing leadership, which is so often experienced by so many as a deficit in short supply, hijacked by individuals, including I can be a suspect of this, individuals with titles and positions and authority that has little, that has little to do with service and instead everything with themselves selfishly. What, what does it mean to lead what does it mean to lead, whether a pastor or a deacon or a small group leader or a ministry leader or a husband or a wife, teacher, you're a shift leader at work, you're a sports team captain. What does it mean to be a leader and to lead? Who, who is a leader? Well, look with me at our text Maybe not what you expected this morning, but Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse 20. Follow along and then I'll pray. Verse 20. Then, Jesus said, or Matthew writes, the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him, Jesus, with their, her sons. And kneeling before him, she asked him for something. Verse 21. And he said to her, what do you want? She said to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? And they said to him, we are able. Verse 23, he said to them, you will drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, the disciples, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came 
not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The very words of God, would you join me in a brief prayer for understanding. Father, use these few minutes and these few words to renew our minds and to inflame our hearts, to kindle in us a fresh appreciation and faith and resolve to follow your Son in giving ourselves away for the good of our fellow churchmen and this hurting and delicate world. Use these words to preserve us, your church, and to protect us, to regulate us, that we might reflect the truth in all we do. That the greatest example of leadership was found in the one who made himself the least. Do this, we pray, this morning in these brief moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, now I love this passage for a number of reasons. It's one of my favorite. It certainly has a lot of color. And there are many things going on in it. And of course, there is the most, most important statement made by our Savior. One of the most important statements made by our Savior himself in the end that is emblematic of all that we hold near and dear. But, but, oh, this is what makes it favorite. There's this one element in the story, this one thing about it that makes it so down to earth and real for me personally, tangibly. It feels close to home. It feels authentic. <laughs> that's my answer. And that's this, Mama Zebedee. Did you notice her in there? Mama Zebedee. She's got two boys, two sons. And if you've been here, any, you've got to be here for a length of time pre-COVID. My, my mom, my mother, Mother Terbetsky, Mama Terbetsky, when she would come here, she'd sit in the front row. And if you did anything, you've probably been the. Re- she, she is so proud. And I know she's come up to Pastor Mike and Pastor Dustin and to anyone else who's served here. And she's just so proud and just beaming with pride as her son and all of her son's friends serve. And, and soon, we, we hope, Pastor Mike's mom will be here. And then we'll watch this happen every, <laughs> every Sunday. Mama Zebedee's got two boys here, two sons, and she wants the best for them. And she knows, she believes beyond all odds, this is so encouraging, that sometime soon, looking out into the, onto the horizon, there, there, there is coming soon a new empire, a new kingdom that will overturn the oppression and the injustice that they're experiencing through the Romans and their occupation that they are experiencing and she's experiencing. She knows and that after all of this, Jesus would be the ruler. He'd be the ruler of them all. Mama Zebedee had some faith, let me tell you. And so she asks for the same thing that all our moms ask for. All our moms would ask for, for all of our children, prominence, and power, and success, and privilege, right? You see it there. Look again, verse 20. Let's just read Mama Zebedee's words again. It says, Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons and kneeling before him. Ooh, she takes a knee. And she asks Jesus for something, verse 21. And he said to her, what do you want? What does any good mama say? She said to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right and one at your left in your kingdom. Give my boys, right, what every 
mom wants for her boys and girls and every mother wants for her children power, control, admiration, greatness. Right? Greatness. It's so good that this is right here. And no surprise, right? The sons of Zebedee, well, they got challenge, they got they got they got confidence. As, as, and to rise to that challenge, if you keep reading verse 22, Jesus answers, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink, the cup representing sacrifice and suffering? They, they said to him, notice Mama Zebedee isn't the only one making requests here. And the other gospel writers note this. They said to him, we are able. <laughs> we are able. And then verse 32, he said to them, Oh, oh boys, you will. <laughs> you will drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and my left is not mine to grant, but it's for those whom it has been prepared by my Father. A hint of who already, right there, of who Jesus was and what he was to do in his relationship between his mission and his Father. He saw himself as submitted. And then I love them as well. The, the others are watching, are they not? The other ten, the disciples, who apparently have some stake in the matters as well, if you look. Verse 24, and when they heard it, <laughs> heard what? the ten heard it, they, they heard the boys saying, we can, we're up to the task, and mom saying, can they have the two best seats in the house? It says, when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. And when they heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. Why? Listen, if this is perplexed you. Not because they were so appalled at the gall of the Zebedee family, you know, posture jockeying for position, their distasteful grab, like it was a distasteful grab for greatness. No, no, they, 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 they were indignant because they wanted it too. And there's only two seats, <laughs> right? This this is why what follows becomes a lesson for all of us. It becomes a lesson for all of them. Class goes into session, all of us. Class is in session, a teaching from Jesus himself. Four verses. If you like leadership, if you like to read leadership books, business books, or whatever, like watch YouTube videos that are going to change your life, especially in January, right? Here it is. Four verses set out for us in very, very plain language with a mom in the background. A clinic... A seminar on leadership and gaining prominence, greatness. Look, verse 25, classes in session. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. Now, he didn't say, like, did you know? He said, we all know. Everyone knows how this works. The rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. In verse 26, it shall not be so among you. It shall not be so among you. But he says, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And that word right there is in the original language, the same word for, that we use for deacon. But whoever would be great among you must be your deacon. Not not specifically the office but a servant verse 27 whoever would be first among you must be your and this was a provocative <laughs> statement even then your slave 
even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Allow me to make just one point this morning. One point this morning, that's it. This is it. Leadership. And we're about to appoint two new leaders to, the, to, to our church for us. Leadership is fundamentally about giving and not taking. That's all I want to say this morning. Leadership, when you think about leaders and what they do, what they offer when God provides them, leadership is fundamentally about giving and not taking, which is, as I alluded to already, the opposite of everything that everyone else is teaching you about the subject of the, the subject of leadership. I, I love what David Mathis uh, writes. He's from Desiring God. He writes about this. He's from, and this is so helpful, from before we can even remember, we have been indoctrinated at nearly every turn with the idea that being a leader means getting a gold star. Leadership he writes, is a form of recognition. Good job, right? A kind of accomplishment, a trophy. The, the path to privilege. He writes, being declared a winner is like winning an award or being identified among the gifted. Oh, and he continues, leadership is a form of success. And since you can do whatever you dream and can achieve whatever you set your mind to, and he's addressing our, you might say, our generation, the trophy generation. You, he said, wrote, you too can be a leader. All of you. At home, at work, in the community, in the church. Why would you settle for anything less? Leadership means privilege. Here, no generation has considered itself more entitled to that privilege than us. Why follow when you can lead? Why contribute to the glory of another when you can be the chief beneficiary instead? And then this is the, oh, this is it. He writes, one of the marks of Satan's influence in a society is leaders lording over the, those whom they are supposed to care for. One of the marks of Satan's influence in a society is leaders lording it over those for whom they're supposed to care. He writes, this is the greatest lie ever told. <laughs> From the beginning. In Genesis. To the very end. Perhaps the greatest lie ever told. To view leadership as the ascent to honor and privilege rather than the descent to attend to the needs of others. Our teacher offers us something better. Leadership is about sacrifice, not privilege. Leadership is fundamentally about giving and not taking. Another great book on leadership by Craig Hamilton. He writes, with Jesus, greatness, greatness is measured by how many people you serve. How many people you serve. The way you end up being the greatest is by serving everyone. It's a radical, he writes, and complete 
paradigm shift. Your goal as a leader, listen, your goal as a leader, my goal as a leader, our goal in having leaders, our goal, the goal of a leader is to serve. Another one of my favorites, D.A. Carson. Dr. Carson writes, to set one's heart on eminence, prominence, right, is to lose the heart of the Christian way. Wow. This does not, of course, mean that among the followers of Christ there is to be no leaders, no one in high places. It means that those who take the lead among them, us, are to be humble people seeking not personal success, but the opportunity of doing lowly service. Lowly service. The, the authority and privilege of all who lead in their varied capacities, especially among us, especially our deacons, especially our pastors, especially me. This authority and privilege that we are afforded cannot have our personal fulfillment and aggrandizement as a goal. It's just, it, it just cannot be. Listen now, that's what Jesus said. It's plain as day right here. Look back at verse 26. There's just some like theological math going on here or something, something complicated that we're going to send out some articles and books to read on this. He just says, it shall not be so among you. Not because of grit and determination, but by the grace of God and the power of the Spirit. It shall not be so among you that, that our leaders would have their own personal interests in mind as they lead that's a paradigm shift maybe for some of you it's it's one i have to fight with all the time myself but jesus said it shall not be so among you verse 26 but whoever will be great among you must be your servant and whoever must be would be first among you must be your slave our slave even as the son of man and just repeating it over and over again even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Paul says this all over the place. It's all over. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the suffering servant passages. It's in Philippians. One of the best. Just listen. You don't got to turn there. Paul writes, do nothing from selfish ambition. He's talking to all us, our conceit, right? But in humility, count one another's more significant than yourselves. That's, that's a paradigm shift in and of itself. Verse 4, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you, which is yours. It's, it's ours in Christ Jesus. Have this mind as you think about leading and serving. Who Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not take equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Talk about humility, humiliation. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient. He followed to the point of death, even death 
on a cross. Listen, leadership is fundamentally about giving, not taking. It's personal. It was personal for him. It's personal for each and every one of us. It's sacrificial. It's lowly. It's lowly. It's cruciform in shape. It looks like the one who truly is ruler of all. A leader's mandate is shaped by, patterned after our leader. Right? I don't know if it's safe to say it. Our supreme leader. That has different contexts in different places, but here we know who we're talking about. Who came? Not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. This is how leaders who are called to lead among us are to see themselves. And listen, as we proceed, I am so pleased. You, you, we couldn't make this happen. This, this is the Lord's doing. I am pleased to report that the two men we are about to appoint as deacons, along with the other two deacons, and our pastoral team, these men see their, their new privilege in this way. This is their heart. This is what we've been praying for. This is an answer to prayer. This is a sign of God's continual blessing that God is with us as he gives us men, deacons, who are committed to seeking our good. And the good of all those that we have the opportunity to minister to. Not for their self-promotion. Not that anyone's thinking this is going to lead to bigger and greater things on their resume. I wish I had Deacon of Sovereign Grace Church of Orange on mine too. But, but among us and our esteem, not for self-promotion, not to gain power, not to become highly respected and wonderfully known, but rather to seek your good. Gentlemen, you have a household full of people. You have responsibilities. You're a single man paving a path, doing work here, good work in Orange County. God has sent two more men to come up alongside you and ensure you get all the good that's coming from the gospel. Ladies, you're leading this, your home. Maybe you have young children and you can't manage it all, but your neighbor across the street also has needs. And then there's your husband who is a need. And <laughs> you have two more men who have decided willingly, voluntarily, not under compulsion, but simply because, because they're following Jesus to say, I I'll serve. I'll make sure that you feel the comfort of the Lord on the hardest of mornings. As we reach Old Town Orange and Orange and Orange County, two more men to represent us as we stand as witnesses, ambassadors of reconciliation. What a joy, listen as I pray, what a joy it is to be given brothers who lay willingly lay down their lives for us so that we might flourish and prosper and fulfill God's plans in and through us. Is this not just one more thing? Overwhelmingly, one more thing to say thank you for. Would you join me in prayer?
Father, as we proceed, we are grateful. Uh, there's no better word than to just keep saying thank you. You have been so good to us. We have so many friends in this room who love you dearly and live for you, and it's affecting our lives. And in this way, two new men who, with their household, want to stand, stand beside us as we, as we navigate, oh, as we navigate your plans for us into the future. Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving us leaders. They are a gift from you and a sign of how good, a reminder of how good you are towards us meeting our every need. So we rejoice in Jesus' name.